How key is Jose Alvarado to the future? And when will the Pelicans sign him to a real NBA contract? Plus, where does Larry Nance Jr. fit in? I answer all of those and more in a mailbag edition of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Tuesday, a game day here in the Crescent City, as the Pelicans take on one of their toughest remaining opponents. And that is going to be a question that we get into in the third segment. Some of the toughest remaining games for the Pelicans um, taking on the Phoenix Suns. Probably good to just get this one out of the way right now. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast five days a week. No paywall or anything like that. And today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com, use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Okay, so I put out a call for listener questions on Twitter, at Nola Jake, and you all responded, and there were a couple of themes that really started to develop, so I'm not going to shout out individuals, although if I have it up here, I might. I have it on my phone. It's a little bit easier. But there were a couple of things that really seemed to come about. It's Jose Alvarado, and the kind of the burning question for everyone is, when's he going to get converted to an actual NBA deal? We actually have some precedent with the team, and I'll explain what that is here in just a second. A lot of people asked about Larry Nance Jr. We see him warming up before games. He should be close to making a return. I think he could be a very key part for New Orleans going forward. And then finally, let's look ahead at the schedule. Where do the Pels stand? Where do the Lakers stand? What are the games they must win? Coming up, that's going to be in the third segment of today's show. So let's lead it off with Jose Alvarado. A bunch of you all said this, including at Pro Pels Talk, Justin over there, and everyone kind of wanting to know when he was going to be converted to an actual contract. When is he going to be a full-on player? This also came from Tom Bahamas262 and a couple of others. So one, he's going to get converted. This was not something that was going to happen right after the trade deadline. There's just no need for the Pelicans to do that. They will sign him. But he's on a two-way deal, so he's cheap right now. You may as well take advantage of that. Is it doing wrong by him? Yeah, but he's probably got a promise in place already from the team to sign him fully to some sort of deal going into next season. And again, they have a little bit of precedent with the way they go about doing this. And I think he's a key player. When you look at his impact this season, he's important for New Orleans. Guard play has been very, very subpar for the team overall, especially until they acquired a guy like C.J. McCollum. Defense has been an issue for this team all year long as well. And Jose Alvarado's come in and been able to help out with both of those things. You know, sometimes his numbers don't look amazing. We talked about him in yesterday's show, and I said, look, there's some real limitations to him as a player. Should he have been undrafted? Oh, hell no. Someone should have drafted him. Probably in the second round somewhere, he was worth a flyer on and teams messed up by not going after him. The Pelicans did uh, a great piece of work in the offseason getting him. 
bringing him on a two-week deal, seeing him impress enough in training camp and in practices for Willie Green to actively play him a lot. It's just a great piece of work all around. But he hasn't done, at times, a lot. The offense can be hit or miss, but he does bring you energy in defense and some playmaking. And you really saw it on full display against the Houston Rockets. And look, the Rockets are abysmal. They're abysmal. They're a really bad team. You don't get six steals by accident, though. Even against bad teams, right? If, if, if that was easy to do, everyone would do it against the Houston Rockets, and that doesn't happen. And turning those defensive opportunities into easy offense makes a world of difference in something this team needs. When you look at some of the other guards, even guys who are out injured in Kyra Lewis Jr., does anyone play like Jose Alvarado? No, they don't, right? That is not the type of game that Devontae Graham has, and he is really struggling right now. You have a guy in Kyra Lewis Jr. who isn't so much of a playmaker and more of a scorer, and he's been inconsistent at best with that. Here you have a guy that you can actually rely on game in, game out to at least do some things well. You know, the numbers per game might not jump out at you. 5.3 points per game, 2.4 assists, shooting 23% from the field and 31% from three. And also, of course, as we said, steals 1.2 per game. But the defense is good. He's a pest. His offense has exploded at times. He can definitely dish the rock. He's been good. So they want to bring him in next year, and you're you're looking at him as potentially, depending on what else they do in the offseason, being the primary backup point guard, I think, to a certain degree. And that's a really important role. So when is he going to get converted? I think the easiest thing to look at is Najee Marshall last year. A guy on a two-way deal with the team. Played on that basically all season long until they signed him, to a full contract. And they did that it, the with six games remaining. Six games remaining. It was May 7th last year. They signed him to a deal. And what they did is they used part of the mid-level exception. Or the biannual. I can't remember which one it was. And it's fine. It doesn't matter. They have these exceptions available to do right now. And they will use those because once the league new year hits, those reset. So it's smart to use that now rather than wait to the offseason to sign him and take up part of that. If your mid-level exception is $9.7 million that you have to spend, don't spend, say, $1.5, $1.8 million of that on Jose Alvarado next year. You still have $6 million plus of the mid-level exception this year. You may as well use some of that, and then you get all of that money again when the league new year starts, when free agency starts next season. So... That game would be, if, it, if we're going by six games remaining, it's around April 1st. April 1st, they're at the Lakers. It could be that's the day that the deal gets done, given that this is exactly what the Pelicans did with Najee Marshall last year. So I think that's when it was going to be. Anyone thinking it was going to be earlier? No, they're going to save some money. You may as well. Make him earn it a little bit more. But he was all he's always going to get an NBA contract. He'll be in New Orleans next season. And I have to imagine it's going to be something like four years, right? This one year remaining doesn't really count. So it's three years with some team options or voidable years in there. And it's going to look pretty similar probably to the Najee Marshall deal. That's when I think they'll end up signing him. Look for it being around April 1st or so with about six games remaining for the New Orleans Pelicans. All right, one guy we haven't seen on the court that I think can be a really impactful player and what is his role going to look like? Larry Nance Jr. Coming up, let's talk about it here in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. 
<coughs> Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. So for the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net, the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. And BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, other podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. They, BetOnline.net is your continued source for any sports wagering information you want, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games that you can play there. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to go there to learn more about the trends and action over at BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'll be on there later tonight, tomorrow, I guess, with a one-minute recap of what happened, what the Pels did and what happened in this game against the Suns tonight. As well, Brandon Clean, who's actually been on the show a couple times before, will also be there giving you the take on the Suns. All of our hosts do it. It gives you all you need to know in like 10 minutes or less. It's awesome. Plus, check out Locked On NBA, too. I'm on there every Wednesday, recapping the night before, so we'll have a lot more Pels talk on there. Both are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So another question from listeners. We're doing a bit of a mailbag edition here. I'm trying to find it. I didn't write this down. This one comes from Blake Bowser, Blake underscore Bowser. When I put out the call for questions, he just simply said Larry Nance. And a couple of others did as well. Larry Nance is an interesting one, right? He hasn't played for New Orleans this season. But this is a player that is good. I won't go like amazing, but he's good. He's a proven Probably small ball five. I, I talked to Mike Richmond, who's the host of Locked on Blazers, after the trade with CJ McCollum, sending him here to New Orleans. You know, he's been out for the majority of this season, having only played in 37 games. Um, but he should be back very soon. And this is a guy who's having a bit of a down year here, or down year this season. 6.9 points per game, 5.6 rebounds. That's about it. <laughs> For the past couple of years in Cleveland, he's done well. His time in Cleveland, this is a guy who averaged 9.5 points per game, 7.5 uh, rebounds, 2.6 assists, 1.4 steals, and shot 35%, 34.6% from three, not on huge attempts per game. Those are good, solid backup numbers. This isn't a guy who's a high-end starter or anything like that. And he's probably more of a small ball five than he is a four. And he's been playing a little bit out of position for Portland this year. He's a guy that's a really good first or second big off the bench. When he comes back healthy, he slots in as the basically taking all of Billy Hernan Gomez's minutes. When Jackson Hayes or Jonas Valanciunas need to be subbed out of that starting lineup, he's going to be the first guy in there. Likely for JV, leaving Jack still free to play the four. And look, the good news is, at least offensively, then maybe you can have Jackson Hayes defend the five and could put a guy like Larry Nance Jr. at the four because he actually can defend on the perimeter and in space. And I think that's where he really fits in. He can cover up for some of what this team is lacking when Jackson Hayes is at the four. Good things offensively, bad things defensively. And so Larry Nance Jr., who doesn't have the type of game that Jax does where he can play offense in space and needs to be really more down low and, you know, if times need to be a jump shooter, 
But defensively, I think he covers up for a lot of what this team needs. And so I don't think he'll get those minutes right away. Say he plays later this week. Maybe it's the game on Friday. I don't think you're going to see him really, really in there, you know, uh, playing significant minutes. There's going to be a slow ramp up period given that he hasn't played in a while. But... You know, it's a guy that projects to really fit and a guy that projects to really fit long term with this team. He's under contract next year. Nine point six seven million dollars. That's a good deal for a backup big man. And so this is someone who projects to be in the rotation at some point this season and next season, too. He's just kind of one of those backup bigs that fits next to a lot of people. He's not going to do anything solid. He doesn't need to really play with a high usage rate or anything like that. But he certainly can go out there and give you some quality minutes, particularly defensively, grab some boards. Cool. That's really all you need out of him. And for a team that struggled defensively, for a team that we've seen struggle against, you know, some length at times, right? Think about a guy like Nikola Jokic. He doesn't probably have the length to bother a guy like Jokic, but at least he's better defensively than Billy Hernan Gomez is. So when you have some of those centers that are starting to go off and do some work, You have Larry Nance Jr., I think, that can neutralize that to a certain degree. A useful player. He's a vet that has been there. He's going to play the four. He'll play the five. He kind of just slots in wherever this team is going to need. He already seems like a great locker room guy. He fits right in with these guys. It seems like he's having a lot of fun. I'm excited to see him out there on the court. And look, if they need to win a game or two, and we're going to talk about their schedule coming like up next here... You know, he's a guy that can be a bit of a difference maker with just positive minutes out there. At times, this bench has looked good. At times, the bench has looked really bad. This is a guy that's going to elevate the floor of that bench. I don't think he raises the ceiling a ton, but, you you know, for a backup guy, you don't need him to do that. You need him to come in and just be a useful player that doesn't massively screw up. And Larry Nance Jr. will not do that. It's going to probably give you quality minutes. You take that every time from a backup guy. And as much as I've, you know, I think Billy Hernan Gomez, awesome dude, really at times like the heart and soul of this team and really brings people together and everyone loves him. You're trying to win basketball games and that's not going to always do it. And so a guy like Larry Nance, you taking his minutes, giving you quality minutes from a position where you're probably not getting that very often. Thumbs up. Sign me, sign me up for that one. I think that could be a really, really good thing. All right, coming up next, the schedule. What are the key games remaining? This one comes from at FM Sammy. I'll say it next up here too. Hi, Sam. Um, And let's talk about the schedule coming up for the Pelicans. And what are the most must-win games? Because those are, in fact, coming up and very, very soon. So that's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by rockauto.com. Look, if you go to a chain auto parts store, you're going to walk in, you're going to say, I need this type of part. They're going to pull up their computers and you're going to have to buy whatever it is they have. You don't know if it's going to fit your car. You don't really have a choice on the price. It just is what it is for what they have in stock. And that's that. That's not a great situation to be in. You want to have options because parts can be expensive. You want to make sure you're getting the best price and you want these things to work for your car exactly what it is you're looking for. So you don't need to go into a chain store because you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket on your phone. 
So save time and money when choosing and using rockauto.com. Do not choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. I work on all my cars. All the replacement parts I need, I get from rockauto.com because one, their website is stupidly easy to use. Click your year, your make, your model. That's it. They're going to show you everything you need and that will fit your car. You can choose the brands you want. There's certain brake pads that I like. You know, you can choose your price points. Do you want performance parts to make, you know, up the horsepower, things like that? Or do you just need something to keep your car driving? Because there's no worse feeling than when your car is unable to be run. You can't get to work. You can't go hang out with your friends. You just kind of need it to live a lot of the time. And look, good luck getting into an auto shop right now. They're backed up for like weeks and months right now. So you've got to do this yourself. So they have everything you could need. So go to rockauto.com right now to explore their easy to use website. Again, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? They know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. No paywall Monday through Friday, breaking it all down here. The good, the bad. And we got something fun coming up at the end of the week, I think. I'm working on making this happen, but it should be really fun and a bit different, I think, which is going to be a really great thing. Now, for your second listen, Locked On Saints, host Ross Jackson, making sense of everything black and gold. Did you know the tampering period, like legal tampering period in the NFL started yesterday? I didn't. And I jumped on Locked On Saints to catch up on everything that I've missed because there's a lot going on in the world right now. And... One-stop shop for all your black and gold needs. Locked on Saints. Make sure they are your second listen after making Locked on Pels your first listen. All right, the schedule coming up. The Pelicans are in a fight for the 10th and the 9th spot. And look, they're one and a half games back of the Lakers right now for that ninth spot. I cannot stop coughing today. They're in a good position, I think, still. It's crazy that you have a four-game losing streak, and this team is kind of still right there. They're a game and a half up on Portland, who's in 11. That's also really important. And now they have a chance in the future to really catch up to the Los Angeles Lakers. So the Lakers have the toughest strength of schedule remaining. Games against the Phoenix Suns, the Warriors, the Jazz, the Mavs, the 76ers, twice against the Denver Nuggets. Their easiest games remaining, OKC, who's beaten them, the Wizards, And then twice against the Pelicans. New Orleans, by comparison, has the 14th toughest strength of schedule. So they're not out of the woods just yet. (coughs) The schedule is still a little bit hard for them. But it could be worse. And they, in a sense, control their own destiny because of the games being played. Look, some of the other teams in contention for the 10th spot, Portland, easiest strength of schedule remaining. The San Antonio Spurs, who are two and a half games back of New Orleans, they also have an easier schedule than the Pelicans do. Where did theirs go? And I don't remember. San Antonio, 21st. But if New Orleans takes care of business against the teams that they're supposed to beat, easier said than done, I'm aware, they get in because they play these teams, right? They play twice against the Portland Trailblazers. You win one of those, it probably puts Portland out. You play twice against the San Antonio Spurs. And I want to talk about one of those games coming up here in a second. You win one of those, you probably start to look at this and really lock it down and say, hey, cool, we're going to be in. And then you play twice against the Lakers. 
If they go three and three with those six games remaining, they're in the playing tournament, I think. If you go four and two, particularly if two of those wins are against the Los Angeles Lakers and you split the other two or the other four, you're probably in nine. If they win both those games against the Lakers, they make this one and a half game deficit up. Simple as that. You beat that team, you go up, you gain a game. So they're in a really good position. Portland doesn't want to win. We just saw Josh Hart go off, right? You think they're not going to find some sort of injury for him really quickly, very soon? They <laughs> absolutely are. The Lakers are just a freaking train wreck. Yeah, you have moments where LeBron goes ham and proves he's one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest, you know, top two, it's not a question. Okay, but they're getting to the point of like, do they just need to shut Anthony Davis down for the season? LeBron doesn't look like he wants to make the play-in tournament. He's stat padding and chasing right now to become the NBA's all-time scoring leader. So I don't know what's going to happen with that team. So it leaves the San Antonio Spurs kind of being that sneaky threat, right? Like, I'm just never going to count out Greg Popovich, even though this roster isn't particularly, like, talented top to bottom. And it's not, you know, some of those teams that he had. He plays New Orleans really, really well, including this game on the road at Friday. If you can get that, you're playing house money to a certain degree. Then you have the game on Saturday, March 26th at home. Arguably might be the game of the year, the most important game of the season for the Pelicans. That's also, by the way, the day they're doing the media networking thing. I will be there. So if you want to come say hi, you got to buy a ticket. I'll tweet out the link tomorrow at some point or today at some point. I'll also put it in here and probably be blasting it out at you all the rest of the week where you can come and meet other like media personalities and people who cover the team. I will be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. I always love meeting people at the games. People come up to me in the arena when I'm walking around. I sit in my season seats instead of on media row. And I'll be in section 106 next year, and I'm excited about that. Um, but I love saying hi, and I appreciate everyone who who listens in. So come say hi if you're at that, and if you need tickets to that, um, hit me up on Twitter, and I'll make sure you get the link. you got to buy them, though. Um, but it should be a lot of fun. And that's a game that's so key, and I like that the Pelicans are doing something to get more people to show up for that, and try even if it's like using us as bait in a sense. Um, but that's a great thing. That's going to be such a key game. All of these games are going to be. And one of their tougher games is against the Clippers, a team that they've done really, really well this season. And then things break right. They have a back-to-back to end the year on April 9th and 10th. At Memphis, then at home against the Golden State Warriors. Both those teams might have their seating locked up and they just want to rest some people or play them for a half, right? So things could break really well. And again, despite a four-game losing streak in the middle after you know the winning streak that they had, the four-game winning streak, they're in a really good position to still host a home play-in tournament game, potentially against the Los Angeles Lakers too. So it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. Tomorrow we'll recap the game against the Phoenix Suns. Hopefully they get a win. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen every day. Now for your second listen. Oh my God, I'm going to stop coughing one day. Locked on NBA. Locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm on there on Wednesday, so tomorrow. Make sure you listen into it. It's a lot of fun. We get to joke around. It's a great show. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.